I'd like you to turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 21. Luke, chapter 21. Man, we are changing. Unfortunately, we are not changing for good. A lot of independent Baptist churches have fallen by the wayside. What a shame. Shouldn't be like that. God's word has not changed. And may I say God's word is not going to change because God himself does not change. For I am the Lord, I change not. The Bible is plain about that. I want you to notice beginning in verse 7, and they ask him saying, Master, but when shall these things be and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines and pestilences, and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony." Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. I want to center on that verse, verse 14, where he says, Settle it, therefore, in your hearts. And I want to encourage you to settle some things in your heart. You need to settle these things before you get out into the world. Because if you don't have these things settled, and you get out and you start changing, you will hurt many. It is happening today, unfortunately, all about us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I love you. I thank you for the wonderful privilege to be in this place. We love Dr. Comfort. We love Brother Beal. We thank you, dear God, for all that have are teaching uh, these folks who have expressed some desire to live for you and to serve you. God, may we be a help today, and we'll thank you for what you do in every heart, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage, Jesus, of course, is getting ready to go to the cross, and he is preparing his disciples. As a matter of fact, in John chapter 15, he will tell them, he will say, he will say remember the words that I've spoken unto you, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will also keep yours. He says in chapter 16 of the book of John, he says, For the time will come where whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And then he reminds them to remember that they not be offended. He said, well, I would think somebody wanting to kill me would offend me, but he doesn't want us to be offended. We shouldn't be surprised by that. We have lived under the blessings of being in a country that for over 200 years had had God's blessing upon it. About the worst persecution that we have faced at all is somebody slamming the door in our face or even cursing us out and slamming the door in our face. 
But we haven't had in this country real persecution for believers. But it's coming. We're not far off from that in other countries, like, for instance, Canada. Many countries in Europe, Greece, in Africa, there is great persecution of believers. We've not had to pay much. But he was telling his disciples, he was reminding them of things that they were going to face. He said, you need to settle some things in your heart. Have you got the most important things settled in your heart? Let me give them to you. First of all, you need to settle your salvation. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this. I know that everyone here, I would, I would think that everyone here, in order to be an ambassador Baptist college, you've had to give a testimony of salvation. Now, I realize that some do that. They talk about going forward in church one time, and they know how to give the right answers, but every time a preacher gets up and he says, if you know if you die tonight, you go to heaven, please raise your hand as a testimony of the Lord, they raise their hand because they wouldn't want to be embarrassed. But if you got your salvation honest, honestly settled, 1 John 5, 13, These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You can have eternal life and know it. And it's not going to be by feelings. It's going to be by the Word of God. Can you go to the Word of God and show how you know that you were saved? Well, I was in a service. You got to understand, I felt goosebumps just run up and down my body. But the Bible doesn't say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall have goosebumps. I can go to the book. And I can read the book when he says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Does that verse say I'm saved or lost? Man, it says I'm saved because I have believed on the Son. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to save me. I can go to many other verses dealing with that. He says that's why these things are written. When someone comes to me that has had a profession of faith, and they begin, and they start out by saying, well, pastor, I've been troubled for a long time. I don't know for sure if I'm really saved. I never tell them, oh, sure, you're saved. Because I don't know if they're saved or not. Every one of the disciples thought that Judas was one of them, but he wasn't. Jesus says, I've not I chosen you 12, and one of you is a devil. Jesus knew he was lost, but the other disciples didn't know he was lost. I just simply go to 1 John 5, 13, and then I go to verses. I mean, don't tell me about what happened back then. Tell me whether or not you put your trust in Jesus alone to save you. You better have your salvation settled. You better know for sure that if you really did die today, that you're going to heaven. Not only that, you need to have salvation's future settled, not just the fact of it. But the future of it, what do you mean? Once you've got real salvation, you cannot lose it. And he will not throw you away. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what kind of life? Everlasting life. That means if you have everlasting life today, but you died and went to hell, you didn't have everlasting life. Everlasting is everlasting Jesus said, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. 
In John chapter 10, beginning in verse 27, he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. What a great promise. He says, Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now picture that. Here I am in the hand of Jesus Christ. Nobody can take me out. I have eternal life. I belong to him. I have the promise I will never perish. He says, I'm also in the Father's hand. And nobody can take me out of the Father's hand. The Bible tells us both in Ephesians chapter 1 and in Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 30 when he says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Wrap the sealing of the Holy Spirit of God around those hands. Jesus already said that he'll not cast us out for any reason. The only way I can possibly go to hell is if Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit all go with me. I'd say that's secure. I belong to him. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless in the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What a marvelous promise. There's one thing I don't worry about. I don't worry about death because I know where I'm going. I'm trusting Christ as my Savior. It is settled. You need to settle your salvation. Settle your salvation. Something else you need to have settled. You need to settle your standard. Now, I didn't say standards. I said standard. You need to have, do you have the truth? Do you have the word of God? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Do you have the word of God. My life verse is Psalm 119, 128. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. Now, let me repeat that last part. And I hate every false way. I'm not ambivalent toward every false way. I hate every false way. Well, what tells me whether or not a way is false? The Word of God. But if you don't have the Word of God, you see, among independent Baptists today, there is a movement that, in matter of fact, I, I don't get on YouTube to try to find it. I mean, I can name names. I'm not here to do that. Uh, but I want you to know they're trying to get preachers to transition their churches from being King James Bible-believing churches to just take anything. Matter of fact, they don't care which, which translation you use as long as you don't use the King James Bible. You need to get this matter settled. Jesus said, he said, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now you've got, of course, if you've been in Bible class, you know that there's the dynamic equivalency method of translation which is not translating the words. It's just trying to figure out another way to say the thoughts of the Bible. But may I say that thoughts are made up of words and you change the words, you change the thoughts. I am glad that I have an every word Bible. My Bible was given by inspiration of God 
and God has preserved it for the English-speaking people in our King James Bible. It is a literal translation of the words, and that's what I want. I want the words of God Almighty, and I have that in the Scripture. Job said, I've esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. In Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 17, Jesus said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Right now there's a big movement among independent Baptists to go to the ESV. I'm going to tell you why, because the ESV is the Calvinist Bible. You'll not be a Calvinist by reading the King James. Matter of fact, I believe this with all my heart. You don't become a Calvinist by reading the Bible. The only way people become Calvinist is to be influenced by a Calvinist. Because you see, to be a Calvinist, you've got to deny very clear truths in the Word of God. When he says, for God so loved the world, you have to say, that doesn't mean world. That means all the elect. That whosoever, that's not whosoever, but whosoever of the elect... Believe it, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When the scripture says that God is not willing that any should perish, it doesn't, any doesn't mean any. It means any of the elect. Matter of fact, over 20 times, they have to change very clear words in the Bible in order to come up with Calvinism. You need to settle your standard. You need to get this matter down. God says in Psalm 138 and verse 2, he has esteemed the words of his mouth more than his, I'm sorry, uh, he has magnified, for thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. Now we know we're not to take the name of the Lord in vain, but think about this, he's magnified his word above his name. Now that's interesting to me. Why is that? Because your name's only as good as your word. If your word's no good, your name's no good. Someone gets uh, known for being a liar, you don't trust anything they say. But God cannot lie, according to Titus 1-2. He is the truth. You can count on it. He's always going to be truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You need to get your standards settled. Before you get out of this place and go to a church... You don't have things settled. You will be led by the nose by the next piece of so-called scholarship that comes out. Just believe the book. Have it settled. What is your standard? Then you need to settle your service. Are you going to live for God or not? Are you going to live for God or not? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about full-time service. Although God, God calls you to preach, you ought to preach. God calls you to be a missionary, be a missionary. If God calls you to be an evangelist, you be an evangelist. But you need to settle your service. Are you going to serve God or not? You say, well, no, no, I'm into music. That's fine. Then do your music for God. Have it settled. Live for the Lord. You get the privilege here of seeing some people who've been living for God in different areas of ministry for decades. And no doubt they, they've had the same temptations other people may have, but they have stayed true to their service for God. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, Jesus said, Man cannot serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or else he will hold to the one, despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. 
Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's just reasonable to live for God. You remember Demas? He served God for a while. As a matter of fact, he was a fellow prisoner with Paul. He had been a fellow laborer with Paul. But Paul would say later, Demas has forsaken me having love this present world. It's an interesting thing that when his love changed, his service changed. When his love changed, his service changed. Man, if God's called you to serve him in a particular area, you do it. And you stay faithful to him. But you serve him. He is worthy of our lives. The decision of a child of God needs to, needs to make is that they're going to be faithful to him right on through. Now, for instance, I'm not talking about if God calls you, for instance, as a missionary to Uganda, that you've got to stay in Uganda all your life. He may have you to be a missionary also to the people of Rwanda. He may have you a missionary someplace else. After all, Paul did not stay in the same place throughout his ministry, but he was faithful in ministering throughout his life. So that even when he was in prison, he could say, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He could say in chapter 3 of the book of Philippians, uh, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth unto those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You've got to settle your service. That begins with obedience. Obey him. Now, for instance, you get somebody saved. What's the first thing they ought to do after they get saved? They ought to get baptized. Why? Jesus commanded the disciples when they went out, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So he told them to get baptized. By the way, when the disciples went out, you can study it in the Scripture over and over again. First they got saved, then they got baptized. Baptism was never first. Always they got saved first. Now, God does not record the baptism of every convert in the book of Acts. But I'll tell you what you don't find. You don't find one person in the book of Acts that, that gets saved and refused to be baptized. As a matter of fact, Peter at the household of Cornelius, after he realized these people had just got born again, it says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. He didn't ask him to pray about it. You don't need to pray about it. If you got saved, you follow the Lord and believers' baptism. Now, if you're one of those that you got baptized and later you got saved, you need to be baptized for real. And that's by immersion. Baptism always follows salvation. How about the matter of soul winning? Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the command. You can't witness to the wrong person. Every creature. You say, what if they're already saved? They'll appreciate that you care for their soul. Not only that, you need to settle your subjection. Now, I'm an American. I'm proud to be an American. I thank God for it. But the reality is I'm a citizen of two countries. I'm a citizen of America, and I'm a citizen 
of heaven. And when it comes to the two, if I have to make a decision between America and heaven, I'm going to stand with the King of Kings. I can appreciate the Constitution of the United States. The only reason that we're not under the communist rule today has been the effect, first of all, God's preservation for us, and secondly, that marvelous document, the Constitution. But the Constitution is not my Bible. I belong to God. I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ here. I like that term, ambassador. Somebody ought to use it for a college. <laughs> Daniel was a citizen. He was a citizen of Babylon. But when the Babylonish king gave a command that no one was to pray, or the Persian king, whichever one it was, gave the command that no one was to ask anything of their God, uh, and if they did, they would, ask, they would ask the king and not God. And if they did ask of God, they'd be thrown into the den of lions. He went immediately to his house. He opened the window and he made his request of the Lord. You see, even if it meant death, he was not going to allow any earthly king to supersede our heavenly king. Even the three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were told that the sound of any musical instrument, they were to bow and worship the image of Nebuchadnezzar. They refused to do it. When Nebuchadnezzar gave them one more opportunity and said, by the way, your God's not going to save you. Well, they said, O king, we're not careful to answer thee. Our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we're not bowing. Well, Amen. You need to settle your subjection. Who do you belong to? Now, I thank God again for all that God has given me here. But I think far more and thank God far more for all that he has given me in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to stand with him. And then you need to settle your stand. While you're here is a good time to find out about right and wrong. And I want you to be real careful because there are a lot of things that are considered right in this country that are dead wrong. I would say, except for some of the older teachers that are here, most of you, all of your life, have lived in a nation that legally murders children in their mother's womb. Let me just say that again. You have lived in a nation all of your life that legally murders children in their mother's womb. I'm talking about abortion. That's wicked. It's ungodly. It's wrong. You've got a nation today that has become so perverted that you can be one of 121 different genders, which is interesting because there are only two. Somebody said if you had a dollar for every gender, you'd have two real dollars and 119 counterfeits. And that's true. I mean, our country has gotten so messed up. Our world has gotten so messed up. We don't understand anything today when it comes to the matter of evolution. Now, how silly that is to think that a long, long time ago, billions and billions of years, and they have to have billions of years in order to make evolution even sound halfway possible. But think of how it all begins. It begins with a tiny piece of matter exploding. The greatest explosion that ever took place. Out of that came all the worlds. And out of that big explosion came life. 
Now, I've, I've seen, recorded, a lot of explosions. I have never seen one that had no life in it that after the explosion there was life. I mean, this is absolutely phenomenal. It doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, there are three basic kinds of evolution that are taught in the so-called uh, places of higher learning. That each theory of evolution proves that the other two can't possibly take place. So why would you even consider it? And yet that's the nation in which we live today. You need to settle your stand. Daniel had settled his stand. He would not defile himself with the king's meat. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had settled their stand. Stand for right, no matter the cost. If it costs you your family, if it costs you friends, if it costs you your job, if it costs you your life, down through the church age, I want you to understand that multiplied thousands upon thousands of Christians have given their life for the Lord Jesus Christ because they simply stood for the word of God. And there are Christians today in different parts of the world who are living in very dangerous situations that at any time they can be carried off and killed by those around them. As a matter of fact, it happens. It happens. And the news media is not going to cover it. You need to settle your stand for him. Now, I'm here at Ambassador Baptist Church, and here I am, an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Do you realize ambassadors have died for their countries before? Psalm 57 and verse 7 says, My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. Is your heart fixed? Do you get your right and wrong from the Scripture? And if God says it, it's just so. Doesn't make any difference. You see that verse I gave you a little bit ago, Psalm 119, 128, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. If I don't like a verse, God's still right. If I read a verse, boy, that's a tough one right there. He's right. If I don't like a verse, I'm wrong. He's right. I settled that a long time ago. It's settled. Do you believe drinking alcohol is wrong? Do you know why? I believe it's wrong. I believe it's sin. I believe it's something a Christian should not do. And so I, I preach against it. I'm going to stand against it. Do you believe that evolution is wrong? Do you know why? Do you believe abortion is wrong? Do you know why? Do you believe homosexuality is wrong? Do you know why? Do you realize you preach that on the streets up in Canada? You're going to jail. Do you understand that? But there are believers that still stand and do. A number of missionaries have been put in jail in the country of Greece. You thought it was going to say Russia or China. But Greece, for simply sharing the gospel with somebody else. Do you believe immodest clothing is wrong? Why? Do you know why? Get in the scripture and find out why. You need to settle these things, your standards in life. You say you believe the Bible. What does it teach? You say you're a Christian. Are you obedient to what it teaches? Jesus told the Jews several times, ye worship in vain. And he told them ye do err, not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. Get in the book and find out what it says. 
I've heard way too many times, well, I, I, just, I just don't feel good about that. What's that got to do with the price of peanuts in Brazil? I don't know. What does the scripture say? That's what counts. Now, I got saved out of a lost family. I was first in the Allison clan, as far as I know, to trust Christ as Savior, the Allison clan that came from Sturgis, Michigan. And uh, thank God I got to win a brother to Christ, and I got to win a sister to Christ, and I got to win my mother to Christ. Hallelujah. Never could win my dad to Christ. I had a lot of family members. Didn't want anything to do with this. Matter of fact, my dad, bless his heart, I love my dad. Uh... Tried to witness to him several times, and he would listen, but it never went uh, very far. There was a time I was going to a Bible college. That was back in about, that had been about 1976 when this happened. My dad had come down to just visit with us. Now, my dad never heard me preach. He had several opportunities, never heard me preach. He would come after Sunday and leave before Wednesday night. And so he didn't come often. I remember that one Wednesday night when he and his wife was there, not my mom, but this was his second wife. And uh, I decided before they left, I was going to witness to him again. And I went through the whole plan of salvation, and he sat there. He didn't really respond in any way. When I gave, him, gave an invitation at the end for him to trust Christ as Savior... He didn't say anything. He waited for about a minute or two, and then he looked up at his wife and said, it's time for us to leave. And they left. Now, I was preaching that night. At that time, I was pastoring Battle Creek Baptist, not Battle Creek Baptist, Pinewood Baptist Church in North Chattanooga. Now, I love my family, love my mom, love my dad, love, love my brothers and sisters. And it hurt that I knew they didn't like being around me for fear that I would even mention the name Jesus. And they didn't like being around us because a curse word might come out of their mouth and then that would embarrass them that they knew that we didn't curse. We didn't smoke now. We didn't do anything like that at all. So they're very uncomfortable. It was the same way with my wife's family. So my dad left... We got ready to go out to uh, Pinewood Baptist Church to preach. We weren't saying anything to one another. We were just feeling sorry for ourselves. Now, I know none of you ever get like that, but we were feeling sorry for ourselves. Now, at that time, I only had the one daughter, Kathy, and she would have been about three and a half years old, maybe four. We got in the cars, drove out, uh, we had to go across the Tennessee River, uh, to go to Pinewood Baptist Church. And uh, we're silent, man. We're just... Uh, and suddenly Kathy started singing in the back seat. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. My wife and I both began to weep. And then that little brat continued singing. <laughs> Though no one joined me, 
still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I know some of you have had the great privilege of coming from Christian homes with mom and dads that love the Lord Jesus Christ. And for Jesus, maybe you've had to suffer the loss of some friendships. But it doesn't get a whole lot deeper than family. Some of you may have come from the type of home that I did. Somewhere along the line, you've got to get some things settled. To us, to my wife and I, Jesus is everything. As a matter of fact, according to the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 14, if he's not first above everyone and everything, you can't be a disciple. You can be saved and go to heaven, but you can't be a disciple. Do you need to get some things settled for Christ in your life? Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this wonderful place. Thank you for Brother Comfort, Brother Beal. Thank you for the teachers you've provided for this place. Lord, I thank you for these students here to learn, many of them, to serve you. They've already surrendered their lives. Unfortunately, over the years, we've seen a number surrender who never followed through, but thank God for those that we've seen surrender and stay by the stuff because they had some things settled. Now, Lord, if there's one here that doesn't have salvation settled, I, I sure don't want them to leave this building, leave this service without getting it taken care of today. Lord, please bless in this invitation. I pray for preacher boys. Pray for young ladies that want to marry a preacher boy. God, may they get some things settled today in their life. May they settle this matter of the scripture. May they settle their service for you, standing for you, finding out what the scripture says about right and wrong and standing always for the right. God bless in this invitation that we're going to have, I pray in Jesus' name.